Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's almost the greatest holiday of the year. Okay, don't get me wrong, I like Christmas, but da-da-da. It's close to Halloween and about, well, actually it is Halloween where I'm from. What am I talking about? It's been Halloween for a good hour now and 48 minutes. So, anyways... Thank you, thank you to the Washington Nationals. Congratulations to the Washington Nationals. Should be more like it. You guys earned it. Congratulations. End of story. New World Series champions, the Washington Nationals. Ladies and gents. Now, past the semantics. Tonight, you know, it's it's always me flipping back and forth between USA Network and TNT. I'm probably going to watch what happened on TNT on Friday because I'm having a Halloween party tomorrow. Actually, it's close to being Thursday. It should be an awesome Kind of Friday, if you will. But anyways, past logistics, actually past all the uh, intro crap. Let's start off with NXT results, shall we, ladies and gents? Okay. I did watch some of it on USA Network, and I got to say, I was thoroughly impressed. So, NXT, we'll start off from Full Sail University, and it started off with Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae, and it was pretty cool. Io Shirai had the band that does her entrance theme come out and do a live performance, and I thought that was pretty cool. Why is this on? <laughs> okay. Kyrie saying Asuka versus Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox. Honestly, oh my, yeah, wife and well, that's just great. Okay, um. So I had an entrance for Io Shirai. It also had an entrance for NXT, which was pretty badass. Okay. 
The match was very back and forth between Candice LeRae and Io Shirai, the genius of the sky. I got to tell you guys something. They're telling a story. It's just something in professional wrestling had been lacking in some areas and not all. I mean, sometimes matches do not tell you a story, but this one did. Io Shirai did a perfect, perfect heel tactic, man. Brings a chair in the ring. Candice was a little bit sidetracked because of that. And then, and then, folks, Io Shirai tried to moonsault Miss, you know, and then Candice LeRae tried to moonsault of her own. She ends up hitting the chair in the face, and then Io Shirai getting the pencil for the second time. One, two, three. Anyways, so... Let's see here. Damian Priest. This show happened last week. Low blow. Then arrives at full sale and everybody's on their feet. Okay, Shane Thorne versus Bronson Reed. So this was a pretty back and forth match, but Bronson Reed ends up beating Shane Thorne. All right, next let's, Okay. Mia Yim then shows a promo, blah, blah, blah. Kathy Kelly interviews Tegan Knox, yada, blah, blah. Okay. Kabuki Warriors versus Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. It was a very, fairly back and forth match, folks. I mean, I'm surprised, you know, I didn't realize Oscar then played in the crowd as much as it did, but I think Full Sail did miss Kyrie Sane and uh, Oscar. Kabuki Warriors, and um, I love how Asuka's paying tribute to the Great Muda and to Jerry, for those of you who claim it's that, but you know, okay, look. So Asuka sprays Tegan Knox, or no, Dakota Kai in the face. The referee didn't see it until too late, can't change his decision. One, two, three. God, I love that match. Um, okay, so after that, they get a towel for uh, Dakota Kai, but then Shayna Baszler comes out with Marina Shafir and Jasmine Duke. They try to beat down Tegan Knox. Not happening because Rhea Ripley comes out. Then, as Maura Ronello said, Bedlam ensues. Doesn't he have Io Shirai? And then Bianca Belair. And not only after that, Candice LeRae comes out. Then after everything clears, the smoke clears, Rhea Ripley is seen staring face-to-face with Shayna Baszler. It's like old JR used to say, when two bulls lock horns. Well, in this case, Rhea Ripley ripped... Shayna Baszler to shreds if it wasn't for Bianca Belair and them stepping in. Who knows what a fucking would have happened? But I thought, in my opinion, the end of that, you know, William Regal saying, I know the answer to all of this. You know, he told them to get out of the ring, get out of the ring. War Games, folks. It is now War Games. For the first time ever in history. This is why I say 
I think this might be the one leg up that NXT has over AEW as far as when it comes to women's competitors. And it's not even on the main roster level. Because the women are killing it on both ends, NXT and main. You want to talk about making history. That may have just grabbed the attention of several fans. They're like, wait, wait, what? They're doing it for attention grabs. Some people will be very cynical and say, well, they just do it for attention. Duh. Because, you know, even if their rating system or their ratings totals are fairly low, you do something to get the audience's fucking attention. And voila! The first ever women's war games. This is awesome. It's groundbreaking. I think that, like, out of all, you know, the hoopla, I think this was, like, the main thing. So, Rhea, Candice, and Team Kick stand tall in the ring, blah, blah, blah. So, Tyler Bates, Cameron Grimes, Killian Gain, you know, distracts him. But, you know, we'll talk about all this shindig that happened on NXT and what I thought of it. We're already doing that. Off the rails uncensored, ladies and gentlemen, how's it going? Tyler Bate and Cameron Grimes. Pretty decent match. But uh, Cameron Grimes beats Tyler Bate off a distraction from Killian Dane. Matt Riddle and Keith Lee. Again, main event. You see Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish getting ready. Angel Garza then goes a vignette or whatever. Promo about his family and his heritage. Keith Lee and Matt Riddle versus Unissued Era, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. It was a non-title match, and the announcer says, and still, your WWE NXT Tag Team Champion. Sometimes we make mistakes when we announce, man, it's all gravy. But um, I will say this. If it wasn't for Undisputed, you know, coming down to ringside and making sure the boys were taken care of, whatever, you know, for the fucking genius because create enough distraction for Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish to hit well high low and one two three victory even though I don't care for undisputed because everyone in their brother's mother will fucking cheer for them why because they have a cool catchphrase when they come in the ring boom and then if Adam Cole's not there they still will say Adam Cole baby I don't fucking follow trendy fan shit. Even when Johnny Gargano, you know, was Johnny Wrestling, which, whatever. Cool dude, but not, you know, my cup of tea. Anyways, what did I think of that match? It was fairly decent. Uh, wasn't all over the place. Speaking of which, AEW Dynamite. Okay, what do we have here? So, history is being made all across the board in professional wrestling. So, SCU, the Lucha Brothers Concrete Competition, blah, 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 blah. Hangman Page versus Sammy Guevara. This match went all over the place. Uh, There's, you know, here and there's during the match. Spanish God, I love the description of that. 
So Hangman Page beats Guevara. Wow. Okay. So it's the first loss to adversity, whatever. Hikura Shida versus Shanna. I don't know who the fuck these people are, but maybe I don't know. So Shida defeats Shana. It was a very good back and forth, man. I was flipping back and forth, so I didn't see all of it. But Santana and Ortiz attack the Rock and Roll Express. Yeah, um, good way to get heat, I guess. Not really sure how to interpret that. Best friends and Orange Cassidy. Boy, they, um, Best Friends and Orange Cassidy defeated Silver Reynolds and Marshall. It was okay. Their match wasn't all that. Uh, Cody and Chris Jericho signed the contract for their full-year main event for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. So Tony Schiavone was a part of the proceedings about the signing, and he was in the limousine, which I didn't, you know, I just don't understand that angle when you're doing whatever you're doing, especially building up to the main event for full gear, but maybe they know something. I don't. He's talking with Cody in the limo, and the camera's just sitting there. He's like, I talked to your dad. By the way, he was completely naked. Nothing totally uncomfortable about that. Eh, Jesus. Okay, Jericho said he was seeing Cody at the pay-per-view. They shook hands. So then, you know, it was a very, like, oh, shit moment. The crowd was getting all antsy about it. Jake Hager was attacking Dustin Rhodes. He slammed him in the car, slamming the door on his arm. So, MJF and Cody made the save. That was a pretty good story. Okay, well, the Elite versus Kip Sabian and the Hybrid. Wow, okay. I haven't seen these guys in for a very long time. Maybe off and on between New Japan and Ring of Honor and House of Glory. Yeah, that's where this match was very back and forth, and I think it was okay, so I agree with the grade of a B. It would have been more, I agree, without Angelico and uh, Sabian and Evans having a chance to win. I mean, come on. The odds are stacked against you when you have the Elite, which consists of Omega and the Young Bucks. Come on. That's not even fair. That's like a dream team come true. Anyways. Anyways. The main event, so John Moxley was in action, so librarian Peter Avalon. It's just like the ripoff of Lenny Poffo, the grad, you know, the graduate or whatever fuck gimmick he had back in the 80s in WWF or E. What? Okay. He said, be careful what you wish for. You know, he said that about Omega. I think that was pretty damn decent.
I liked um, Moxley's promo because he let he finally fucking let loose. Because if you remember, back where he was, he wasn't really allowed to have wiggle room, have expressions. So there's that. The tag team championship finals: SCU versus Lucha Brothers. I mean, this was pretty physical, folks. Pentagon, Ray Phoenix. It's just, I mean, I've never seen such an intense tag team match. So, SCU became the first ever tag team champions of AEW. Congratulations, fellas. History being made in AEW. So, it was, you know, all across the board, man. History has been made. And now, let's get past the nicey nice and get into the nitty-gritty. For those of you who have small children, warning, this show contains expletive content. Please do not go repeating any bit and content of the show if you have a child that goes to school. So, Suggest you put headphones over them and not listening to my goddamn show. Please, you know, if they're like seven years old and they know the word fuck, shit, piss, goddamn, motherfucker, you know, words like that, expletives. Okay, I've already got complaints on Instagram about my show, so please do the world a favor. Go fuck yourself if you don't know how to take care of that issue of cursing in front of your child. I can help solve that issue by saying the following. Warning. Off the Rails Uncensored has been a copyrighted show since 2016. It is a trademark show also since March 7th of 2016. Any reproduction or likeness thereof, the title Off the Rails Uncensored will be prosecuted in the court of law and a $45 fine will be issued. Buckle up, fuckers, because it's about to be... <laughs> I guess it is Halloween with the, you know, former intro, man. Mask of what I, my former self. I found my smile, fuckers. Oh, I do not own the rights to Nikki Cross's Glasgow Cross, all rights reserved. CFO, produced by Jim Johnson, WWE, Incorporated, 2019. Hit my music. Fuckers, dig it. of Off the Rails Uncensored will be what I liked, what I disliked, what I thought could improve, so on so forth, just a blunt honesty about what I thought. And I think NXT is hitting 
you know, pretty much they're entertaining. They never, there's never been a dull moment from NXT because people are saying, well, Adam Cole will retain, you know, the Undisputed is not going to be dethroned just yet. Well, why you have a lot of build before you let anyone lose a championship in professional wrestling? There has to be a reason. If there's a drastic reason, you'll know. And I still, like I said, I love learning and seeing these things when it comes to professional wrestling in general. Anyways, past logistics. So what I liked from NXT was the fact that Finn Balor said the business. You know, I don't watch the business. The business watches me. I don't know about you all, but that is a brilliant fucking quote. How so? Take notes, man. When doing a return to where you came from, yeah. That's where, if you look in the NXT book, his picture is right there. And he said, you know, I I watched Johnny Wrestling. If you want to have a go at me, you're going to have to sit and be the I watch wrestling guy again. He's played up this fucking heel angle fucking perfectly. Why? Because he incited the crowd. He made... What's weird about crowds now is you get cheered and you get booed. You get cheered and you get booed. So I guess just adjust, you know, accordingly. Also, um, question, you know, why wasn't Mia Yim one of the people involved? You know, it's because look at all the women that are getting involved for the first time in war games. You have Bianca Belair, you know, who brings a strong case to the table as to why she should have been crown champion. Don't know why Shane is still a women's champion. Just look. She's consistently the fucker that everyone loves to hate. Why? Because she does a damn good job of allowing you to think hey, Look at me. I'm the villain. You hate me. If you don't like me, oh well, go fuck yourself. The shit show that is Jasmine Duke and Marina Shafir, those two would be much better off trying to saw through chains the entire night. They're great henchmen, don't get me wrong, but they suck balls in a wrestling ring. Do I know this? I've seen their work at NXT live shows. I've seen their work over a year and a half, and they still have not fucking changed whatsoever. They may be doing the job right. Well, look. Maybe it's different from doing it, but that's my only, you know, one complaint about that angle with Marina Shafir and Jasmine Duke heading up uh, Shayna Baszler's uh, so-called faction, you know, the four horsewomen. We all know that Ronda Rousey be the fourth member. 
it's not any NWO mystery. Okay, moving forward. Matt Riddle and Keith Lee, they make a good tag team. My only question to um, some of the inspirations is why is a five foot seven dude beating a six foot four? Oh wait, the eliminator. Okay. So that's my own question. They eliminated him out. They took the big man out tonight in the tag match, but a lot of questions come to mind when someone announces and still your WWE NXT tag team champions. What did they need reassurance a thousand times? Yes, we know Undisputed is not going to lose till whenever. It's not up to us. It's up to whoever makes the booking decisions that um, either help NXT or hurt it. And uh, something that I noticed that I've I read in my readings, you know, scrolling up through my my news, not news feed, news, because Facebook, you know, you know the weather, you know the political stances, you know everything, right? Or you read about it. You know what I've noticed? Oh, yeah. What I was saying. There's some rumor circulating around that some of the talent's not happy because they're promised a stipend, you know, to help pay them extra amount of fundage. I don't know about you all, but I wouldn't be complaining about a check that's $130,000, okay? Why? Oh, here's the thing. That's better than making what it's currently making right now. So, there's that. Got to get that out of the way. Angel Garza. Hector Garza, of course, you know, legendary Lucha Libre wrestler. It stuck around, you know, through WCW, WWE, the Monday Night Wars, blah, blah, blah. Didn't really care for that side of things. Now, Tyler Bate uh, losing to Cameron Grimes. Off the distraction from Killian Dane. That was basic. It told a story. That's all that mattered. The main event, hmm, it may have had a uh, total raw feel to it. Now that I got like 33 minutes left in this goddamn shit. <laughs> to be honest, I didn't mind that match. I thought it, it, went, it went fairly fucking decent. Um, main event. There wasn't too many flippy, flippy shit moments. So, oh yeah, and I was flipping back and forth between AEW and WWE. And I saw Tony Schiavone, you know, talking to Cody in the car. And then telling him, Willie opens the door and says, um, hang on, let me get him for you. Now it's standing right there in the doorway naked, completely naked. The American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. I don't know how many nightmares I'm going to have thanks to you, Tony Schiavone, but god damn it. That was one very weird, odd thing. It was like, we're going to catch Jericho off guard. Oh, yes. 
you caught him off guard because the story is J.K. You know, puts your brother's arm in the fucking limo, and then wham, slams it. So it's one big Disney. You know, catch your brother, blah blah blah. And then here comes Cody and MJF to the fucking rescue. And who said chivalry was dead? Well, I must say, um, the women who were involved tonight in AEW, not that bad. For Bleacher Report to give it a B, um, they said, I missed certain matches. I caught tidbits of AEW because of NXT. There are certain things that bug me about AEW. One, the fact that they kept it civil between Jericho and Rhodes. I get it. It's a contract signing. You want to preserve your talent before the big event. But you know something? If it were... The reason for them being civil because something was happening in the parking lot, fine. But I just, you know, I I like Moxley. I like Omega. See, there's some nice things I can say about AEW. I didn't say anything mean, dude. All I said was there are certain areas that need to improve. Like Excalibur. I'm pretty sure that some of the things that this gentleman says, like a reverse atomic drop calling it a Manhattan driver, move names are not the problem. I'm sorry, folks. I'm fading in and out of consciousness because it's like 1.17 in the morning, and I apologize for my... uh, Pausing and thinking and nodding off for a minute, so there's a lot on my plate mentally to think about, but I'm not going to bring those issues up here. Anyways, there's the first all across the board. That's the theme for tonight. Because, you know, AEW crowned their new tag team championships, their champions, I should say. I see you winning it, so more power to you guys. Then you have the women in NXT who now carry the torch, you know, for first. Why? Some may say that's a bit biased, but come on. Go inside a steel structure, you know, and then, you know, this Highly, uh, it's, oh man, War Games is something fierce. It's something beautiful. It's going to be amazing now. The first ever women's War Games. That's monumental because I'm pretty sure, I am pretty sure there's going to be a lot of, um, well, you only support them because, you only do this because. I listen to some of your podcasts, damn it. That's what I do to gain insight on 
what the real is, what the scoop is. But the real scoop on this one is the women of NXT and all across the board in WWE. In my humble opinion, they are beating the holy daylight. Out of the audience, you know, they're beating AEW, okay, in that in that regard. Yeah, AEW may have Nyla Rose, Awesome Kong, Chaz, Taya, and various other women that I have not or do not care for, like Britt Baker. Ugh. She's talented. She can do mandible claw. So can The Fiend. And some of you are going to say, well, the scene keeps getting screwed. Why should we cheer for a company that screwed us over? Hello. Probably just. I have to understand the reason why AEW is not organized with women. Don't know. Omega handpicked them. That's not it. It just doesn't seem like there's any fucking pop to them. Okay, AEW is full of people that also do the part-time show Glow. Well, all I can tell you is there's really, and I mean really, not that much depth except for Nyla Rose, Awesome Kong, and I hate to say this one, Britt Baker. Even though she sucks. My she's boring as fuck. In my opinion. And some might come to her aid saying, She's not boring, what did you do? I was like The mandible claw, she cannot mic. This aside from, you know, when Becky challenged Nyla Rose, like she responded with a gift. But basically whenever you're ready. Or whatever the fucking... I'm not going to look up what Nyla Rose said, but what I do know is there's no love-hate relationship at all. I mean, I don't... I don't know quite how to word this, but some of you have been leaving homophobic comments about Nyla Rose and me coming out, you know, during a podcast. Again, do the world a favor, go fuck yourselves. Okay? Because I have a lot to do in just a day. Now, Angel Fishes. What did I think of AEW all around? What did I think of WWE NXT all around? One. Besides to, uh, constant matches and very little promo of vignettes and that's WWE NXT. The other isn't quite fully developed. It's like a child, you know, forming in the womb. But eventually, well, you know the rest. So AEW still learning. Actually, they've got a lot of guys full of knowledge that still learning what the audience wants, what they dislike. It's like taking orders at a fucking restaurant. So I think, you know, 
I liked Moxley's entrance. I liked the leather jacket he was wearing. I liked the fact that he let loose on the fucking mic. And when he gave his promo, he's like, they pulled me in the back with, you know, suits and nice shoes saying, we know you're a different kind of cat. Because what do you think I am, stupid? I don't. He goes, I'm not, you know, I wasn't born yesterday. Omega, you bring yourself to full gear. It's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. History was made all across pro wrestling. And for the first time, you can't really say one side beat the other, except for the women's division in NXT. Why? Because there's actually some form of direction. There ought to be a tournament in AEW to determine, you know, who gets to be the number one contender for Io Shirai. Actually, for Candice LeRae. No, don't wait. I'm listing up contenders. For Shayna Baszler there. Instead, we get a giant-ass match. The magnitude that, oh, these women are making history. Or some of you might be cynical and say, no, some women already did. What I'm getting at, folks, is I think the one deciding factor in this whole ordeal, the women, the women's division in WWE, from what I've seen compared to the division in AEW, I mean, no offense, you had one match tonight. And it just wasn't all that appealing. I mean, some of you might say, well, they gave it an A. Easily put an A on the paper and say, look, I got an A. As a yawn. Watching Finn Balor and hearing what he said, and I'm going to repeat it. I don't watch the business. The business watches me. That is a fucking brilliant quote. And he explains, like, you know, I heard you got released from the hospital. But if you come to me and, and pick, pick a fight with me, I'll just put you back on the shelf. I'm loving the new attitude of Finn Balor. Um, as far as continuity goes, dude... Just enjoy the fucking show. That's all you got to remember. You pay a ticket, you go watch it. Cool. But you don't pay a ticket, still watch it on the network, which they do have replays of NXT on Hulu, my friend. I mean, what are you asking me? There should be a color for excitement. You know, when you see when you see the fact that the women's division is so is growing up so fucking fast. Sorry. I skipped in the banter because I think the one thing that put NXT back on the fucking path, aside from having new signees that they haven't quite used yet, I must point out Like a fucking broken record, I sound like. 
AEW lacks in the women's division, not so much, not and not by talent, but whatever. Lila Rose, Kurt Baker, whomever, whomever. And I'm with Taya, Awesome Kong. It seems like that's the one area that kind of really got fans back into it again. The fact that they're going to have the very first women's type of war match. I can't say, you know what? No, not took a war match. War games! I remember being at the first war games, folks. It was in Houston. And it was right around Thanksgiving. And let me tell you. It's like Hell in a Cell, but for NXT. And it's, you know, the cage is put over two rings. And where did this pay-per-view start? WCW. Might I suggest, you know, and this does not have anything to do with NXT or AEW. But I did say I was going to make some suggestions. So here they are. Main roster. Take notice of what NXT does. I'm sure you do because... Now, there's a lot of NXT alum on Raw. There's a lot of NXT alum on SmackDown Live. <sighs> there needs to be more consistent stories instead of, let's start this feud but not fucking end it. There's so much that can be said about, you know, I like your show, but three hours is too long. Can you shorten it to two, please? That's all the fans want to know. Can you please shorten the time we spend And can you please shorten the time we spend watching three hours unfold? And sometimes those three hours are chore, but yeah, we've been saying that a lot. So, anyways, moving on. Actually, no, I lied. Also,. Can someone else win the championship? You know, the universal championship, per se. Because it's just a revolving fucking door. Seth Brock, Seth Brock. Seth Brock. Roman Reigns. And if Moxley was there, it'd be Ambrose. I'm wondering, 
Are we shorthanded on talent? I don't think so. I mean, I just taking a guess. So I don't think it's a mixture. I'm shorthanded in talent. I think there are certain things that make it impossible for us just to keep up, not just with the revolving door of Seth, Brock, and Roman. Now Kofi Kingston, well, technically he didn't. Anyways. Anyways. What my suggestions, here they are. Short and raw, take 205 Live out. Instead of separating folks, let them beat the shit out of each other. Oh, wait, no, 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 that'd kind of be counterproductive during a, during a brawl. Now, is there anything I would fix in NXT? I'm not sure. Except for maybe have Baszler, you know, if you guys are afraid that your ratings will drop if Baszler's not champion, well, don't know what to say to you. Not just Baszler, but like the whole Undisputed Era, you know, draped in gold thing like the NWO was at one point in WCW, that might need to change by December. Or actually, eh, whatever. I love giving fake ultimatums sometimes because, well, kind of a sense of humor. Gotta have some fun, right? Me, instead of ending the matches in no contests or having, you know, lobos all the time for certain people, what I would focus on is. Just giving, you know, just give the fans their fucking money's worth. Don't try to do too much because then you'll end up like Gargano who got released from the hospital. But I just want to quickly point out, I said I would give suggestions after I review both ends of the spectrum, AE dubs and WWE. I don't know the ratings yet, man. I just, like I said, when I get the numbers tallied in, that's what I'm going to read off. Okay, so AEW versus WWE versus Ring of Honor versus New Japan. I think when they went head-to-head starting out, you know, NXT was kind of timid, but now they're getting a little bit more comfortable. Moxley's promo was pretty damn decent on AEW. Um, really want to see him and Omega. Kind of right now, because to me, to all the other fans that have seen Omega wrestle Jericho back at Wrestle Kingdom in Japan, which is the equivalent of WrestleMania. Oh, man. All I got to say is Omega painted a fucking beautiful portrait, if I've ever seen one, uh, between, you know, for his match. With Chris Jericho, I mean, can he practice? Yeah, he has residency in Japan. But the point is, I wonder what kind of stories will be told at Full Gear. You know, 
Saturday, November 9th. If you don't know how to get the AEW pay-per-view, some of you, please don't stream. Do the world a favor. Please don't. It will cost $50 on the Bleacher Report app. If you sign up, you have to pay the $50 towards AEW's first pay-per-view. Is it smart? Building it up. Yes. Cody Rhodes versus Chris Jericho. I wonder how many holy shit chants will get started. Not as soon as the match begins, but, you know, the intensity is at the fucking proper dial, man. i got to give you guys props for that. Um, what else? I think that's, you know, like I said, I'm not going to repeat myself in a fucking loop. History repeats, you know, history was made tonight all across the pro wrestling world. New tag team champions, the women's division kicking ass in NXT. So if you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Actually, yeah, well, before I do that, happy Halloween, fuckers. Happy Halloween, brother. Kurt Gannon, that is. Happy Halloween. Everyone, anyone, everyone, I'm getting delirious. So I need to sleep. If you didn't like what good old Brian Rails has to say, and I got three choice words for you, forget about it. Oh, and by the way, check this out, Wrestle Radio Network on Mondays, and now the new time for Off the Rails and Censored, 11.30 late at night. Toodles, bitches, I got to get some rest before I eat all the fucking beautiful candy tomorrow, like Reese's Pieces and crunch and all that good jazz. Anyways, good night, all. Take it. Personality, the cultural personality.